Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rhema.org.au. God is so good. He's made provision for everything. And the presence of God is here right now uh, concerning divine healing. And so if there's anyone that you have any pain or sickness in your body, uh, as a a family, we want to pray for you right now. So if you could slip your hand up, we're going to have people around you. Just The Bible says that uh, believers will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. So based on that promise, we want to do that right now. So if there's anyone, just slip your hand up if you have pain or any sickness in your body, and then some of the uh, church family around, if you can put a hand on them, and then we're going to pray together right now. So are we ready to go? All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you according to your word that you said believers would lay hands on the sick and the sick would recover. We lay hands on those right now that have any sickness or disease in their body and we thank you that supernatural power from heaven flows down through us yes us you chose people uh, to flow through and we thank you your power flows into them right now and it goes right to the place it needs to be it uh, destroys sickness it destroys disease it causes wholeness and healing to come in the name of Jesus if you can agree with that today can you say amen let's say this together we shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover in Jesus name amen praise the Lord praise the Lord let's say this together God is good all the time God is good amen Uh, you can be seated today as you're being seated just uh, greet somebody be friendly Praise the Lord. (laughs) Praise God. You appreciate our worship team. Thank you, worship team, today. We appreciate you. It's a good day, isn't it? I just wanted to share a few things before we open and get into the Word today. Just uh, our announcements, you know, they, they, they said some things. But I just wanted to remind us, I did this last week if you weren't here, but I just want to keep reminding us who we are. So if you can just put that up on the screen, uh, uh, and just this is us as a church, we, we love what Jesus loves. And so what is that? Well, uh, Jesus loves the local church. And so we love not only our local church, we love all the local churches in this country and we honor all of them, and we would never do anything to hurt one of them, and uh, that's just the way we are. Uh, it's the way that the Lord would be. We love the local church, and, uh, and so you can put up that. You can keep going, that next one. Uh, we value our youth and children, uh, and so we just saw the, uh, the great video there about that. We, we truly value the youth and children. So my daughter's doing children's church today, and I saw how much time she put in to prepare her message for the children. And my daughter truly believes when she ministers to the children today, they will be changed. We value our children. Praise the Lord. And I, I've, uh, I've helped out in children's church, but I, because I do enough of the word here, 
I just am a helper anytime I help over there, and I let the other ones do the ministry, and I see how they minister. And we appreciate what's going on in our youth right now. Uh, Brad and Wendy are right now overseeing uh, the youth, and it's really going great, and we want to just say thank you to you guys for doing that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I want to say thank you to Daryl and Margo for overseeing the connect groups and that great video you made uh, uh, really like the end of it too but uh, glad you left that on there Adam <laughs> let's let's look at another one there we have a heart for the lost and uh, and you know so as a church we want to have we want to have a heart for the lost and and so uh, just know that when you're praying call lost people here people that do not know Jesus Christ so when you're praying no matter where you are even during the day at your in your work say Heavenly Father thank you for drawing lost people to Rhema Family Church people that need to be saved if you just do that that would be wonderful let's look at another one we have a heart for missions and uh, you know we've been doing Papua New Guinea as a matter of fact I saw I saw Anna and Annalise over here, Dickawalla, they, they, uh, they're sitting right over here, but they're without Kevin because he's up there because we just started a Bible school in Lay. So we've been doing that for years, our Bible schools up in Papua New Guinea. But, you know, we send instructors up there, but there wasn't anything for our church to do. So we just finally did a missions trip uh, for the first time that anyone can go on. And it was a great success. Uh, but now we're looking at November for another one. So just so you know, we have a heart for missions. And we will continue to reach out. So let's look at another one. Uh, if, is there any more? Is that Okay, there it is. We establish and train people. And so we'll continue to do that. We, you know, our heart is to establish and train people. We've, we've had a Bible school. We're running two Bible schools this year. Not, we're not running a Bible school here this year, but, you know, we're, we're going to gear up to do that. But we're running a Bible school down in Geelong this year, uh, in Melbourne, outside of Melbourne, and we're running one in Doncaster. That's a suburb of Melbourne. So we're running two Bible schools, and so we're going to establish and train people down there. And we got some other things in the works. So when you, when you pray, think about, like, pray that the doors open and everything comes together so we can continue to establish and train people. Let's look at another one. Oh, that was it. I didn't put it on my notes. I was like going by that like a lot of times. So but you can put that one back up there again and see one way to reach out is to invite people. So I didn't bring our invitation cards up here, but just remember inviting people, lost people especially. We don't want to pull people out of other churches. And in my view, that's not ethical. If you have friends that are in another church, don't try to pull them out of there. That, and I, I like to be ethical. There's a lot of lost people out there. Let's get people that don't know Jesus, okay? Okay, praise the Lord. So today we're going to start uh, something new, and uh, before we do, I wanted to just let you know, if you want to do any further study, there's some books. We're going to talk, we're going to start this series called Teach Us to Pray. So there's like some books if you want to, this is a, like a prayer study course, it covers a lot of things, a great book, that's by Kenneth Hagin, and then this is called The Art of Prayer, another book by Kenneth Hagin, and then uh, here's two other books by Kenneth Hagin, Prayer the will of God in prayer, that's the subtitle of that, and then steps to answered prayer. Two different, they look the same, but they're different content. And then I wanted to make known to you too that my wife has two books on prayer. This one is called For Such a Time as This, and last week if you were here, 
we had Terry Copeland Pearsons here, and uh, she touched on, you know, she just touched on some things, and if you were listening, uh, you would have heard her say some things about end time praying. So this book is especially about praying in the end times for such a time as this, and my, my uh, wife wrote that book. And then another one my wife wrote with a lady named Lynn Hammond, and I left this one to the la you know, last to talk about secrets to powerful prayer. The reason I uh, left that to the last one is this particular book, because the next two, this today and the next two weeks, we're going to talk about prayer, and uh, this has the different kinds of prayer. So this has uh, casting your cares, uh, the prayer of consecration, united prayer, the prayer of praise, worship, thanksgiving, the prayer of faith, the prayer of agreement, the prayer of supplication, the prayer of intercession, watching in the spirit, waiting on God. So that's some of the things covered in this book. And uh, so I wanted to let you know about that. Uh, and prayer, you know, uh, as we get into this today, it's not a boring thing if you, if you uh, educate yourself on it. And it's really one of the best things as, as a church we can do is pray. So we're going to pray and get into the word today, okay? Father, we thank you so much for your goodness. And Father, we just thank you. I acknowledge that I cannot teach or do anything without your spirit on me, without grace. So I receive your spirit, boldness, compassion, and grace to minister your word. I give you all the praise and glory. And Father, we thank you that we're also a praying church and that we will have effective, fervent prayer that will make a difference in not only our personal lives, in our church, but also in this nation, in Jesus' name. If you can agree with that, can you say amen? amen. I want to, you know, like something before we get into the message, uh, many years ago, I think I was married. I'm trying to remember that, uh, that somebody that I served in the ministry, his name was Kenneth Hagan, who wrote some of these books. We were in Washington, D.C. doing like a, a week-long conference. We had morning and night meetings. And, uh, you know, something that Terry mentioned last week, and she just brushed on it. And, you know, I understood what she was saying. Like, when there's a person that's a true prophet of God, you know, like, and so it's not saying you're a prophet, but you're actually a true prophet of God, and like something opens up and you see into a realm, and then uh, the Lord has you declare or say something based on what you see. Uh, it makes a difference when that gets spoken out. And so this happened in Washington, D.C. many years ago. Were we married at the time? So we weren't even married yet. So we're, we're coming up on our 30-year anniversary, so that's a long time ago I'm talking about. But uh, so Kenneth Hagin saw into the realm of the spirit and he saw that there was a politician in Washington, D.C. that was very crooked, and, uh, but nobody knew it. And so he saw that and he declared that he, this is going to be revealed and he will be out of office. So he did it in our, although the meeting was big, you know what I thought it was a big meeting, in reality, when you think about the millions of people that live in the United States, there was just like this little group there. But he spoke that out into the atmosphere, and that politician, a couple months later, it was discovered the corruption, and he was out of politics. That's what happens. That's the kind of things that can happen in prayer. They can happen in this country, where uh, like somebody can speak and change even the political realm. So that's really not what we're going to talk about. 
but I did want to just like whet your appetite that, you know, when you're praying at home and when you're praying, you know, powerful things can happen when we pray, okay? So we're calling this Teach Us to Pray, and so just some scriptures to get us ready to get into this today, uh, like Luke chapter 12 and verse 37, the first part of that, it says, blessed are those servants whom the master finds awake when he comes. You know, one of the best ways to stay awake is to communicate with God and have a prayer life that keeps us awake. And uh, so that's, that's, that's a great scripture. Look at Luke 18 and verse 1. It says, one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. So this is Jesus himself saying, you know, always pray and don't give up. I mean, it's tempting to give up. But, you know, Jesus says don't give up. So no matter if, if you're here today and you're facing some things, Jesus says don't give up and pray. You know, even if you've had failures, even if you've had, you think, is God even listening to me? Never give up and pray. That's what he's telling us, okay? Here's, here's another scripture, Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2. It says, devote yourself to prayer. Uh, so I just, just, that's all I wanted to look at there, devote yourself to prayer. So th this is like giving us instructions, like, you know, devote yourself. That means like give yourself, devote yourself. Uh, look at Philipp uh, Philippians 4 and verse 6, the first part. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. I mean, we just have a lot of instruction there. You know, instead of worrying, we can do something different and we can pray. Uh, so we're instructed to pray. And then we have this scripture uh, that I love in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16. It says, so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it. And so we're just told to just like barge right into the throne room of grace and go there with boldness. This is what we're told to do. So, uh, you know, anytime... And, it's, and, and there's two things. It says that we can find mercy there and grace. So anytime, even, what's mercy? Well, mercy is like when, when you do something wrong and you need mercy. And God says to be bold and go right up to his throne room. So instead of throwing a pity party, like I missed it, uh, you know, I don't know why I said that, I don't know why I did that. In, it, instead of throwing a pity party, he says immediately go to the throne room of grace and get mercy. This is what he says. But then, then there's also grace. Mercy and grace are different. And grace is what we need to do the Christian walk. By grace we're saved, but by grace we're healed through faith. By grace we serve through faith. It's everything is by grace through faith. So we're in this covenant. We're in this church age. It's the age of grace. And everything is by grace through faith. And he says you can go right up there and get grace boldly. You can even, you can get mercy as much, you know, the Bible says his mercies are new every morning. And so, you know, you'll, you'll never run out of mercy. There, it's there every morning. No need to throw any pity parties. Just go up and get mercy, get grace, keep running the race. Okay, so, you know, and then just, you know, to make sure we say a little bit about this, you know, why pray? You know, we're talking about that, but I'm going to just say this, that, some people pray because they think, well, if I pray, God will love me. Well, I just wanted to make note here that he loved us when we were still sinners before we ever prayed. So I'm not praying so God loves me or loves me more because he loved me when I was a sinner before I ever prayed. 
And so I, I'm, not, I'm not praying out of that. That's not the thing that motivates me. Uh, or some pe people say, well, God won't be mad at me. You know something? God wasn't mad at us when we were sinners. And so I'm not going to pray so God isn't, because God isn't mad at me, and he's not mad at you. So that's not what motivates us to pray. And, you know, just to finish that off, we don't pray out of legalistic reasons or works out of a works attitude. We just have this opportunity to communicate with God. By grace, hallelujah, we can enter his throne room and get grace and mercy, and we can give, make requests. And it's not to get, like, points with God. He loves us. As I always say, he loves us the way we are, but he loves us so much, he wants to help us change and be more like him. Okay? So with all that said, here's the scripture that we're, we're that this series that we, we're calling it, Lord, teach us to pray. So it's in uh, Luke chapter 11 and verse 1. It says, once Jesus was in a certain place praying, as he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. But what I think is interesting about this, that these guys had a front row seat into Jesus's prayer life. And so they're there and they're close to Jesus and they're watching him. And they must have thought, this guy, you know, when he prays, I see results. <laughs> you know, they, they saw, you know, I don't, you know, I didn't really check the, the timeline out to know if this was before or after he spoke to the fig tree, and which is a declaration you know, where he declared something. But they saw those kind of things where he spoke to the fig tree and cursed it, and the next day they came by and it was dead. And so they're saying, like, Lord, teach us to pray. They're, because you know why? Because they thought, this guy, you know, he's getting results. So, you know, prayer can bring results. Prayer can turn hopeless situations around. Prayer can change your destiny. Prayer can do so many different powerful things okay so uh, we could say this about effective prayer it's crucial also to the plans and purposes of god prayer is also crucial to the plans and purposes of god and of course it's crucial to our own personal lives okay so as we uh, get ready to get into this uh you know i last year sometime we i did something on prayer and I brought, and just like this book, I brought these, uh, these different kinds of prayer up that we put up there, the prayer of casting your cares, the prayer of agreement, as we saw that this book has all of that, the prayer of faith, prayer of consecration, prayer of praise, worship, and thanksgiving, prayer of supplication, prayer of intercession, and praying in the Holy Ghost, and, 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 and various things. So if you're like a young believer, and you've recently accepted Jesus as your Lord, you might say, like, eeny meeny miny mo <laughs> which prayer should i know I, I just made that up thank you okay let's stop right here and we'll dismiss while i'm ahead i actually said something funny that worked maybe any but not, okay so but you know you might say like what prayer should i choose and, and it could seem really complicated but so then I thought, let's turn it around and let's look at it from maybe a different viewpoint. So let's look at it like this. Uh, there's a mountain, like, look, look, let's look at the situations we face and then talk about it maybe from a different angle. So there's a mountain of a problem I'm facing. How do I deal with it? So instead of like talking about all the time, like th th this kind of stuff really happens in our life. Like there's a mountain of a problem I'm facing. 
how do I deal with it? I'm actually going to cover that one today, but let's look at some other ones. I need wisdom for a situation, which these, we have two more weeks, so some of these will also be covered. Uh, so how do you get wisdom for a situation? Can I have some agreement about this situation? I keep falling into worry about this area. What can I do not to worry? I haven't been as dedicated to the Lord as I should be. What can I do? I have a family member, friend, that is in a tough situation. How can I help them? So these are, you know, these are, uh, like, so these are real life things. Here's one last one. Is there anything you can do when you don't know how to pray? So I just put, a, like, an example together. Like, these are real life things. And so instead of, like, looking at all the different kinds of prayer, like, let's talk about a situation and what pr that situation what prayer will help turn that around okay so that said uh well and i'll say a few other i'll say this and then we'll we're getting close to getting into this one kind of prayer today there are different kinds of prayer that we use that um i'm sorry there are different kinds of prayer we use that work for various needs i just saw that but here's what we really want to know is important applying the wrong kind of prayer to a given situation will not bring the desired results and i'm going to give you an example of this i did this like last year but i thought it was worth repeating so i had this up here last year at some time let's like show these two different kinds of prayer and it explains what i'm talking about so you have the prayer of consecration and the prayer of faith so the prayer of faith and uh i think you might have to i i don't know if i put those bullet point things can you yeah you got it all up there so consecration when you like you, you know you want to know god's will and you want to consecrate you know so you don't know god's will and that's the kind of prayer you want to do but with the prayer of faith it's necessary to know god's will and then with consecration you can pray that as often as you want to pray it you can pray it five ten times a day lord i want to know your will for my life i consecrate myself to you whatever you want me to do i'll do but with the prayer of faith, Jesus spoke to the mountain, and he spoke one time. He cursed it, and there was a result when he did that, okay? And then consecration, this is in God's timing. He answers and reveals his will to us, but it's in his timing. But with the prayer of faith, it actually says to believe you receive it. So when you pray it, you pray it once, and you believe you receive. We're going to look into that today. So we could say this about even those, how different that is. If you need something from God now and you pray the prayer of consecration, like what's your will, but you, there's already promises in the Bible and you already know what his will is, you'll pray for 10 years if you don't pray. So if you need something and, and God already supplied that with uh, what he did in Christ, the finished work of Christ, it's already been supplied you want to make sure you pray the right kind of prayer. But then you cannot pray the prayer of faith and manipulate the will of God. So as an example, I can't pray this like, Lord, like uh, as an example, Lord, uh, I, know that you, I know I'm pastoring right now, but I want to be an evangelist. So right now I declare I'm an evangelist. Bye. I'm going to go on, I'm going to go on the road right now. You know, you know what I'm saying? So I can't manipulate God's grace with my faith and i can't make god do something that's not his will for my life that's wrong and that's so for all of us so like with the prayer when we go to god and pray it's like we can't use our faith for uh, his will he determines it we discover it okay 
But then on the other things, that it's the finished work of Christ. We're going to look at that today. We have a right to go to him and be bold and claim what belongs to us. Does that make sense? So now with, with that said, and I'll just <laughs> keep saying with that said, I keep getting more before we'll get to it here in a second. But I remember that I, I told you this last year that um, when Patsy and I, we've lived on four continents. So, you know, we, we were born in the States, but then we lived in Europe, in Italy, and then we lived in Asia, Singapore, and now we're in Australia. So we've lived on four continents. Uh, it wasn't until we got to this one that we thought, this feels like home. So we went through the six-year process for us to become citizens. But we, you know, and we feel like this is where we belong. But, you know, that's a big thing to live on four continents, and you just don't pick up and move to four continents. Like, you know, you better make sure. So when, when it came to those moves, three places, because, like, we were born, that was the first continent we were there. But then we prayed for two years before we felt like it, we, we really made sure it was right to move to Europe, to Italy. And we ended up being there for nine years. There's still two Bible schools going, one in the north and one in the south. So the work that we started is still going. We just visited Italy in October. They had like their yearly conference that was up to 700 people. Uh, they're really doing great. So that work is still going over there in Italy. We met, we met uh, guys that went through, guys and ladies that went through our Bible school and their kids were only like this, like when we were there how long ago. Back in 1993, we went to Italy. Now their kids are grown up and their kids are serving in church and they were on the worship team and it was wonderful. But, you know, we prayed for two years before we made that move. And there's still fruit, it's still going on. And then uh, when we, you know, we just, we thought about buying a house um, and staying in Italy. Uh, and we were getting close to that. But then the telephone, we, were, we went to Poland to visit some missionary friends uh, and, and minister for them. And, uh, and actually, you know, uh, just a little thing. We, my, our daughters were like small, and they were down in the basement playing on this. I think he had an exercise bike, and for some reason they wanted to play. And I, I heard one of them scream, like little Annalisa, you know, and I thought, oh, she's hurt. So I ran downstairs, and th this is like just something that happened. They, my wife and daughters and the missionaries, they were laughing so hard they couldn't stand up at they had this, like, it, it was block, you know, cylinder blocks, but the, the door going down there was only this tall or something. And when I, it was like this tall. And I didn't put my head down far enough, and it hit right here, and I just felt this, da -da 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 -da, like my, my spine cracking, and then I got dizzy and fell back on the floor. It really hurt, but they were just laughing. <laughs> they, that's what Patsy's family does. When you really get hurt, they laugh at you. Okay, but anyway, I, I made it through there. <laughs> They're really, they really love people. I'm just, you know, but they do laugh, <laughs> and my daughters laugh. So Annalisa was okay, and, and all that. But then I don't know how, like, if it was ten minutes or an hour or the next day. But the phone rings, and it's Lynette Hagen calling from Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I thought, how did she, she called the missionary's home phone? It rang, the home phone rang, and we're in Poland. And I thought, how did she find us in Poland in a missionary's house? I, I never did ask her. I'm still curious. But, and she says, Tony, um, you know, this, by the, this guy by the name of Gary Crowell, he was in Singapore directing that school. 
he's moving back to Tulsa and he's going to be the dean of our Tulsa school and we want to know if you and Patsy would pray about moving to Singapore to take that school just when we thought we were going to buy a house there in uh, Italy and this was a little different because when she said that I actually got goosebumps and I got excited when she said that and I thought already this is going to happen but nonetheless the next morning as some of you might have experienced the goosebumps were gone and there was no excitement ever again and even after we were there for four years you don't always when you're serving God you don't always feel excitement in case you don't know and uh but anyway we prayed and we thought we didn't that one didn't take two years but we ended up going there okay and we were there for four years in the middle of that time there was an Aussie guy that was over there and we and, and they told us about there's an Aussie guy here and we'd like to introduce him to you so we met this guy and he's a Bible school graduate from Australia and I said hey would you like to minister in our prayer school today Patsy was out of the country at the time and she norm I was gonna do prayer but he was there and I, I thought it's a good way to meet the guy so he did uh, our prayer school and then I took him out to lunch I'm sitting there uh, you know and I didn't know many Aussies at the time and I'm sitting there with this Aussie guy and I'm talking to him and right while I'm talking to him something fell out of heaven and says you need to move to, to Australia and and that was a shocker and uh, and I is when I took him back to his hotel I went home and a I called Patsy and I says guess what and so I and I told you this last year I she says don't say that to anyone don't tell anyone wait till I get home don't say a word because like that was like totally new to, and we were like fine in Singapore well that particular one we prayed for two years so you know you see when you're w really wanting to know and you're gonna move continents you know you just don't do it uh, like like that so that's like consecrating and dedicating and the will you know finding God's will and you take some time to pray okay now uh, that said the prayer of faith when we needed something from God and he already supplied it because of what he did in Christ we just went to those scriptures and fed on them and prayed them and so that gets us to where I wanted to get here and I want to talk about this today there's a mountain of a problem I'm facing how do I deal with it okay so going here's the scripture that I want to look at here mark 11 23 and as you notice here I really did some underlining here but please notice that I purposely you notice where it says for surely I say to you whoever and so I, I didn't want to connect that underline to the next word and so then it says says and notice that I didn't connect the underlining and then it says to this mountain and then I stopped and then it says be removed and cast into the sea notice how I did that and does not doubt in his heart but believes those things which he says will be done he will have whatever he says why did I do that you know because I like playing with my underline thing on pro presenter no it wasn't that you know why because I'm gonna break this down and I want to break this scripture down and each place where I underline we're gonna talk about it a little bit and we really want to break it down and talk about how to apply this scripture to our lives so let's talk about the first one which is whoever okay so whoever all right that includes everyone and I actually was listening to the radio many years ago that was before we were married I was driving around listening to a Christian radio station in the in the States uh, before we were married and there was a guy that came on the radio 
And he says, these people that think you can pray and God is going to answer your prayer and you can just take Mark eleven twenty three and pray that and get something. He said, these people that think that, he said, that's not for everyone. And I thought, you know, I don't know why people want to fight against how, you know, God is good and he gave us these promises and he wants to meet our needs. But then there's people that say, you know, these people that think that. And I'm thinking, why don't you just receive it? You know, God is good. So whoever, um, that's everyone. It doesn't say that not limited to apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, and pastors. That's not limited. It's anyone. So I put it this way. It's any person who decides to speak to their mountain. So that's the first thing you want to see. So you, if you're a Christian, you qualify to pray this prayer. So it's everyone that knows Jesus Christ as Lord they qualify okay let's look at that next word says okay so uh this is like it it means to say something right so versus thinking about it thinking about it versus speaking it so thinking about it is not enough discussing it with other people it's not enough analyzing it it's not enough and I, so i like to just remind us what my brother-in-law said uh, when he was here a number of years ago, our mountain needs to hear our voice. So it says to say something. Everyone qualifies, and then it says say something. Let's look at the next one. To this mountain. Okay, so it's not a vague thing. It's not vague. Uh, this is a specific object, thing, or situation. It says this mountain. You know, and I was in a church many years ago, and I, I never got invited back because I just came out of Bible school, and I was rude. I was rude and offensive, and so, but I, I, you know, we learn, you know, you learn stuff in Bible school, but it's how you apply it that makes such a difference. Uh, so I'm just right out. One of the first churches I ever spoke in, uh, this is back in 1983, I got invited. I, I live in Ohio. I went back to my hometown. I got invited to this church in Pennsylvania. And I go there, and so we heard about silent prayer requests, that how could you have a silent prayer? I heard this, you know, how could you have a silent prayer request? Because, you know, you got to know what it is, and then you got to find a scripture and, and you know, use that scripture if you want to get an answer. So uh, the, the, the senior pastor of this church says, you know, he says, I want you to lead in prayer. So I go up, and, you know, before I do my message, and I said, any prayer requests? So one person says this, and I, I said, okay, this scripture says this, so let's pray. And so we did that, but then this, the last person says, I have a silent prayer request. And in my youngness, I, with a cocky attitude, I said, a silent prayer request. How could you have a silent prayer request? How can we agree with you if we don't know what it is? And, and I don't know if I said that silly. I hope I didn't, but I don't remember. But I was never invited back there. So... <laughs> You, you know, so you have to know, you know, you have to know what it is in order to come up with a promise to, to pray, for, pray it, you know. So it's like this. Uh, we could say this. Each object, thing, or situation, whatever you want to say, has a scripture that reveals God's will concerning it. So it says speak to this mountain, okay? Then let's look at another one. Be removed and cast into the sea. So we're just breaking this down. So each object, thing, situation can actually be given instructions from us. 
we can tell it that's what jesus did he spoke to the fig tree and he gave it some instructions okay so what we what um what here's what (laughs) all right i'll get this out what do we see in god's word and how does that translate into our saying so you go into god's word and what do you find there and then how do we translate that and know how to speak so here's this came to me about this our prayers in the spiritual realm hold such a tangible weight that they will cause change in the natural realm you know just soak that up a little bit our prayers in the spiritual realm hold such a tangible weight that they will cause change in the natural realm. so remember i told you earlier how we were in washington dc and kenneth hagan spoke and he declared some things that happened in the realm of the spirit but you know it manifested in the natural realm and a corrupt politician came down over that but the same way as believe this that our when when we get our heart engaged you know our and i'm not talking about a physical heart i'm talking about our spiritual heart when our spiritual hearts are engaged in prayer that is the unseen realm but people have received physical healing which is the natural realm because of engagement in the spiritual realm so the spiritual realm is so tangible that when we're in that realm and we speak from that realm it causes things in the natural to change it's powerful and it's awesome and so um with that said let's look at this next one do not doubt in your heart and believe those things you say will be done i combine two of them because they're they're related so it says when you speak do not doubt in your heart and believe the things you say will be done so here's a few things we want to say about that not doubting in our hearts positions us to believe what we say will come to pass so and if we have doubt we're not going to believe what we say will come to pass but if you eradicate doubt it positions us to believe what we say will come to pass so the next thing we want to say is this the cure for doubt is feeding and meditating on god's word if you have doubt what is the cure for doubt just you just go so whatever area the situation or the problem is in that you're facing you find what the bible says about that if you're dealing with doubt you go feed on that and by feeding on it it eradicates the doubt so that said feeding and meditating on god's word will cause his promises to be more real than our problems so you know like you can feed on the problem or you can feed on the will of god feeding on the problem makes it bigger it makes it into a bigger mountain it could start off as a molehill but it can turn into the rockies you know or some you know by feeding you feed on the wrong thing and it can happen but if you feed on god's word and his promises that it could be a problem so big like the rockies but it'll look like a molehill because that's how powerful god's word is it'll it'll cause what's in the natural to look impossible things in the natural can become look small and they can be look really doable okay so let's look at talk about this one it also connects us to our spiritual heart and enables us to speak from that realm 
what am I, I'm still talking about feeding and meditating on God's word. It, that's how you get connected to your spiritual heart, not your physical. So when you feed and meditate on God's word, his word is spirit. His word is spirit, you know. And so his word, when you feed on it, it's spirit. And what happens is it connects your heart. And when your heart gets connected and engaged, then you can speak from that place. That makes such a difference, okay? Uh, let's look at this. Things look big and impossible if we look at them from a natural standpoint, which I already said. Feeding and meditating raises us up and brings us to a place of faith and belief, all right? And so feeding and meditating prepares us to speak, speaking from a heart full of faith, all right? And then the last thing, you know, and I'm going to just real quickly today show you what I did this week three different times. Uh, uh, so this last one says, then when you do this, you will have what you say. Okay, so when we do what it says, we say we get what we say. Not what we're thinking, you know, not what we wish, but what we say, believing. So it's important, this, this one last thing is, we want to make sure that we say the same thing throughout each day as we say in prayer. And what do I mean by that? Well, you can pray and say what you want, but then talk differently at work, talk differently during. So you take a day and you pray, but the next day you say something totally contrary to what you prayed. We want to make sure we say the same thing all the, all the time. That's, you know, important. So with that said, uh, really quickly, I want to, like this week, uh, you know, I was dealing with physical issues, and I thought, you know, if I don't get on top of this, you know, I, I might not even be able to do, the, you know, speak at church on Sunday. So I knew I, I knew I had to break away, and I knew I had to get before God, and I knew I had to do some things concerning my physical body. And so uh, what I did is I have like two scriptures that really speak to my heart, 1 Peter 2, 24, uh, the, 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 the second part of that, it says, by whose stripes you were healed. Okay, so I, and then, then Mark eleven twenty three. I already read that. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. So what I do when I pray, and I, I have to say that I, re I read the King James Bible for so long even though that's New King James, when I do what I'm going to do now, if you notice that I'm saying it differently, it's because I kind of pray King James. That's kind of how I grew up on the King James. So I, and and that's, what, that's what's in there. But I take these two scriptures, and I, what I did this week, I, had to, I went into a room by myself thinking, I'm going to be here at least one hour. I knew that I, you know, I did, you get so busy sometimes. It doesn't matter that you're a pastor. You can get so busy sometimes, and, and you can do things for other people, but then there, sometimes you just have to break away because you need something. And I thought, I need to get a healing here, if, even if I'm going to carry on my duties and serve God. So I went, uh, I went into the room, and I got these two scriptures. So the first thing I do, I just start walking around, and I start going, by his stripes, I'm healed. By his stripes, I am healed. Past tense. By his stripes, I'm healed. And I just kept saying that and feeding on it, meditating and feeding on it. Then after I did that, I went to Mark eleven twenty three, 23. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, 
but believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. And I fed on that. And I, I did that a number of times. And then I went back to 1 Peter 2, 24, by his stripes. And why, why these two? Because by his stripes you're healed is telling me that's something that's been bought and paid for and belongs to me. And I needed to feed on that, that by his stripes I am healed. It's past tense, bought and paid for, the finished work of Christ, that belongs to me. And then the other scripture, Mark eleven twenty three, it tells me what to do with that truth. Speak to that, speak to my body. So I fed on that, and I fed on it. You know, and then after, you know, and I, I, you know, I sing in and praying in the Holy Ghost and singing in the Holy Ghost, and then I went back and fed on it more. I thought, you know, I, I, I'm just not going to rush. And I just got in the presence of God, and I fed on that. And, and, and did that. So then I thought, I'm ready now to speak. And so I, I, I spoke. I said, physical body, according to 1 Peter 2, 24, by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. I receive healing in my body based on 1 Peter 2, 24. And then I began to say, body, in Jesus' name, you'll line up with the word. I call my joints well, I call my muscles well, I call my blood well, I call every organ in my body well, I call my sinuses healed, I declare I'm, I'm free of allergies, I'm allergy free, Jesus took my allergies, he took my sick, I, I went through every single thing I could think about, uh, and I spoke to my body, and then after that, I, I just began to walk around saying, I praise you, Father God, I'm healed, I am healed, past tense, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus, and I started to sing hallelujah, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. And so I did that about three days ago, and then two days ago, I went back in that prayer room, and, and this time what I did is I said, Lord, based upon what I did the last time, I'm just going to sing, and I thank you, Father God, that I already prayed this, but I'm healed by your stripes, hallelujah, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. And I started to sing, you know, that I'm healed by his stripes, you know, and then I did it yesterday. And, you know, by his goodness and grace, I'm able to stand up here and actually minister today. You know, and there's been a change in my body. Um, so, and uh, so I, I trust that that helps you when you have a mountain in your life. That's the whole reason, you know, what, why come to church? So we can get, you know, we know how to deal with life and the situations of life. So I'm going to just, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to, well, I'll, I'll pray. Worship team, you can come. Father, I just thank you for everyone that's here, Lord. I, I just trust that what we gave today will help people they'll, they'll know how to apply these things in their life father uh, they'll know how to go to you they'll know how to uh, do this uh, when they need it father god thank you so much lord for that father in the event that there's somebody with us today and and they don't know jesus as their savior father i pray for them i i thank you that the whole time they've been here there's no doubt that they've sensed your presence here uh, they know that you're real I'm sure you've been speaking to their heart, letting them know that you are the Savior, that you died for them, you shed your blood for them, you took their sins. I thank you, Father, that that's so real to anyone that would be here today that doesn't know Jesus as Lord. Uh, and Father, so thank you for just loving them and speaking to them and letting them know that they need a Savior. Thank you for that. Thanks for listening. We're always encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to change lives. If you have a story you would like to share about how God is working in your life, 
please let us know and send us an email at church at If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at rhema.org.au.